Hey, this is Alex. I think we all know that times are a little bit wild and crazy right now. And I think one of the things that makes it so crazy is that everything is changing so fast. But here's the deal. The last thing you want to do as a leader is keep your eyes glued to CNN and Fox News. I just don't think that's good for your sanity. So we wanted to make sure that we were providing you with the most up-to-date information with regard to how we are handling this whole situation at Ramsey Solutions, but also how we see small business owners around the country winning and leading in this time. So every day we're committed to bring you action-oriented, practical, positive content that can help you move your business forward. So here's today's bonus episode with Daniel Tardy and our CFO here at Ramsey Solutions, Mark Floyd. Hey guys, Daniel Tardy with Entree Leadership and Ramsey Solutions, and I'm joined today by our CFO, Mark Floyd. Mark, thanks for jumping in here with us You're today. You're welcome, Daniel. Happy to be here. Well, it's, uh, the last couple of weeks have been interesting. Uh, <laughs> as fellow board members, uh, you and I have joined Dave and our operating yeah. board on a lot of unscheduled conversations about how Ramsey Solutions is responding to everything going on on uh, the marketplace right now with um, the disruption around the coronavirus thing. So I'm curious for you, what was the first moment for you that it kind of went from like, ah, this isn't going to be a big deal. It's just, and then all of a sudden like, oh, this is a thing. Like we're, we're actually going to have to respond a little bit differently. I, it was on uh, the Sunday. So the, was that like the uh, uh, 12th maybe? Um, I got an email from Dave and said, hey, let's huddle up in the morning and talk about X and, and it kind of things that you would start planning. And I thought, that's been percolating in my head for a day or so. You know, all the conference tournaments getting canceled for March Madness. I was really looking forward to March Madness. And so I was more focused on what it was affecting me kind of <laughs> as fun, a consumer, fun right? wise, consumer uh-huh. wise. And then that weekend, it was kind of like, well, that stuff is gone. Oh, this is this has gotten really drastic. And that Monday morning, I woke up with a a sense of this is heavy. I mean, it, 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 so it, it was almost overnight. It was a 24-hour period where I went from, oh, this is affecting me negatively to, oh, this is heavy and this is real stuff and we better get our collective crap together. Yeah, I think we all kind of felt it that Monday, like yep. this is a new gear that we've got to jump into uh, to respond appropriately. Well, as you know, so many of our small business owners understand the importance of knowing their numbers and accounting practices so that the numbers tell them the story of how their business is performing. And, you know, that really is the language of business. So paying attention to our numbers, uh, oftentimes it's kind of a monthly cycle or maybe week to week. Uh, I imagine it looks a little different when all that goes out the window and all of a sudden we're responding in real time. Um, from your vantage point, what are some of the the general principles of what business owners should be paying attention to now in the numbers that's maybe different than just kind of your typical monthly cycle, if you will. We've seen it happen with us, right? Uh, And some of our new daily reporting that we're doing, um, we probably were a little lax in some of those areas and and didn't do it at a a corporate level, did it at individual business unit level. Uh, So all of a sudden we're we're concerned each day with what lead volumes might be doing or uh, sales and do a daily revenue tracker. It used to be, Hey, things were kind of business as usual, and unless there was something weird happening during the middle of the month with one particular business unit, we just waited to the end of the month to kind of tally things up. Uh, from most, I, I kind of knew what was going on. I kind of had a feel of where we'd be, but didn't worry about communicating it because it was business as usual. Now, 
every day, every morning I get a report and we're sending it out to the board, adding any kind of color to it to say, here's what you're seeing in the numbers mm-hmm. today. And so we've, we've gone from, I'll say really close to monthly from a overall company standpoint to heavy duty daily uh, kind sure. of stuff. And so I, I, I don't know why you would uh, do anything different as a small business owner. And actually you might even be a, if, if you're doing something that you could actually watch something, you know, Twice a day or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would, I would just escalate that just to, to stay on top of your numbers as best you can. And typically, that's going to be. So, what are your cash balances? You know, uh, what kind of sales volume? If I'm doing sales, um, uh, hopefully you're doing some sales. Uh, and, and then, uh, and so, and accounts receivable. I'd be really concerned about that because just like us mm-hmm. and just like every other business out there, what's one of the first things that they think they can do? And what is it is. Well, let's slow down maybe slow our down payables. Payables. Uh-huh. payables. Well, mm-hmm. what's on the other side of that is your receivables. Right. So uh, I would uh, keep a close eye on that and um, and maybe be that squeaky wheel. So would as you, you proactively see, reach yeah. out to your vendors and say, hey, we're, this is where we're going to. Yeah. So I, I, I'm doing we're both, gonna, both we're sides slow down our it. payables and then reach out to your receivables and say, hey, we expect you to yeah. still. I mean, you're kind of playing both sides of that. I, I, yes. Yeah. Call, call major vendors and say, hey, I'm with you. We're going to make it through this. Mm-hmm. But here's what we're going to need to do that. And if it's if it was as usual 30-day terms, can we move it out to 60? Um, I, I would be proactive because uh, if they don't know, then they may be assuming the worst. Um, so I'd be proactive on that end. And of course, on your end, um, uh, if you're the receiving, on the receiving end, on the accounts receivable side, uh, if, if a customer is always paid you know, yep. every 30 days or whatever it is, I would be watching on that 30th day to see if they've mm-hmm. paid or not. And if not, pick up the phone and just say, hey, you know, so what's happening? How can I help? How can we? Would you incentivize that at all? Offer a, a 5% discount to go ahead and pay or, or give them some uh, kind there's of There's no reason. I mean, yeah. today, I, I need as much cash in the door, just like I would sell inventory cheaper than what I would sell it before. Uh-huh. Uh, because w- what what is most important is, you know, the CFO's number one job is don't run out of cash. Uh, and so as a small business owner, you're, you probably got two important jobs. Don't run out of cash and keep it yeah. keep it coming in the door. Uh, I, I would uh, be proactive in, in reaching out to if, if you see if there's any issue, then can, could you negotiate favorable, unfavorable terms to you from a receiving side, just like you might try to negotiate favorable terms on the payable side. Yeah, that is really good advice. Mark, talk to that business owner who maybe right now spending a lot of time on the numbers and it, it takes some time. You got to pull reports, you got to plug things in, you got to check in with the team and, and update a, a model it feels like everything's on fire with keeping, you mentioned keeping sales going and running the business. And it it almost could be one of those things you go, hey, screw the accounting. I'll get to that later. But you were talking about the benefit of going through the exercise after you sat down and your team kind of put pen to paper and started crunching numbers. There really was a confidence that came, uh, what maybe before felt like right. some fear and some ambiguity. Uh, talk about the value of doing that exercise and why you can't really put that to the back burner of right, right now. Yeah, I, I just personally speaking, I can say the, the Monday that we just spoke about, by midday that afternoon, you know, in that afternoon, I was, I was not in a good place. I mean, just kind of, it, it was like, okay, this, this is heavy. This is, this is deep stuff. And we, we got to make sure that, you know, we do everything that we can to make sure that we make it through however long this mess might be. Um, we started working on a, what I'll call a sensitivity analysis where we just plugged in all of our numbers and said what, you know, ran all the what if scenarios. 
and, and, and ran it out for several months. Clearly, you'd think it might escalate. If things got bad in, in April, might they get worse in May? And you keep kind of escalating those what-if scenarios. But ran all that out and went out three or four months and went, oh, okay, I, I feel better. So knowledge, I mean, and again, it's not total knowledge because I can't predict what the future is. But running through those various scenarios, once we did that, um, I felt better, walked into Dave's office and walked him through it. He felt better. I mean, so I, I think just the more knowledge that you have or the more scenarios that you can run, you'll feel better about it. Uh, but it, but boy, that, that, don't put it to the back. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm always a CFO on Entree Leadership Podcast say, saying, got to know your numbers. You got to yeah, know your right. numbers. Mm. Man, how more, how more important right now is, is yes. that? So just, man, be on top of it. So. I recently heard somebody say that all models are wrong, but many of them are useful, right? So there's still right. a guess, but the confidence that it gives you and your ability to to kind of navigate forward with a plan versus yep. making it up as you go is really what you're saying. And, and we really don't know. I mean, anything we're modeling right now, um, I, I can... It's March 31st, so I can predict what March is going to be pretty well. And I, I feel okay about April, but uh, beyond that, I'm not sure. Uh, and so what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a kind of a worst-case scenario. I know most small business owners don't want to do that negative thinking um, because, you know, you might get – you feel like you might get in a little bit of a tailspin there. But you kind of have to go some worst-case scenarios uh, so that you can you can plan it out and go okay so what what do I do next mm. if if this happens what happens after that what what moves do I make next so you have to do some worst case scenario in, in this in this day and time you talk about the value of maybe some phases some stop losses if you will like right now we're tightening our belt a little bit but we're not we're not cutting team members and we're not cutting critical expenses you know there would be a scenario where we might need to cut into meat a little bit more but right now we're cutting let's call it fat. Um, so fat, then meat, then bone, if you will. Uh, how does a business owner kind of determine what are the expenses I can I can cut today and survive and bounce back in a couple of months? And then what would phase two look like? And, and how do I know which expenses to kind of put into which bucket? Yeah. And, and you know, you've heard the term a lot, non-essential, uh, whether it's been applied to a business that can stay open or not stay open. And so we've kind of thrown away around that phrase, non-essential expenses. Uh, but there are probably some even non-essential things that we are still doing today that in phase two, if we're in phase one today, that we likely would stop. But those, those where it does feel like you start cutting into bone a little bit, if, uh, uh, and I'll just use an example, if, if 401k matching were something that a small business owner was doing, you might think first about pushing out re, uh, payables and trying to speed up receivables or whatever you might do. And that's in the phase one. The next thing you might go is, hey, what are some steps that I could do uh, that that yeah, my team members are going to start to feel that. But again, that's kind of gravy, so it's it's not quite bone. Uh, phase three is probably cutting into the bone a little bit. Uh, so you just uh, I, I don't know where that magic point is. We, we've talked about it here at our company. Um, well, it probably I, I, varies by business, and, as well. and definitely yeah. varies yeah. by business. Uh, but it, it kind of gets to okay when, when we take that next step. That means it's, it's it escalates, and the team is going to feel this a little bit more. Um, but, uh, I, I, long, I think as long as you're communicating that to them, that they're not going to, so we've chosen to be too much. really transparent with the whole team. You know, it's not like we have a plan that's under lock and key and we haven't announced anything. We've really told all of our team, a lot of what we're thinking about. If we get to this point, we'd have to make these difficult decisions. And there's a tension in that. We don't want to scare the team. We don't want to alarm them. Uh, the value of being transparent and bringing your team into that discussion. How do, how do you do that? Well, 
I, I, honestly, that, that that very first week when we sat in our staff mm-hmm. meeting with all, with all of our team, and and Dave said a couple of the things that he said uh, from a numbers. I, I never thought <laughs> I've been here eleven years now. I never thought we would uh, be at that point, and I thought. Okay, this is amazing that we're being this transparent. Um, because if you don't, if you leave people in the dark, they're going to make up the worst case scenario in their head. It, it, I'm, I'm sure that it was probably darker <laughs> for yeah, some. Pretty but sobering. It was uh-huh. very, very sobering. Yeah. But I, I think what what you immediately got out of that was you got people a thankful that they were informed, they felt the heaviness of it. But then they were like, "What? What can I do to help? Mm. We're, we're all in this together." We, we had more of those comments coming through. So I would say you got you got to. Keep the team out of the dark and bring them into the light as, as bad as that light might be in this case right here and just say, Hey, I need everybody to step up their game. And I think we're seeing that in our company. And I think, I think everybody else will too. Uh, you know, just, it's just the time when everybody just kind of yokes together. So I love it. Well, Mark, you've talked to us about the value of more than ever paying attention to the numbers, uh, running kind of a sensitivity analysis and, and really letting the numbers talk to you about how your business is doing right now. Uh, we've also talked about kind of a phased plan and then being transparent and communicating with your entire team. Uh, before we jump off, any final words of encouragement to business owners out there who are navigating these turbulent waters? Well, I'm old and I've never seen this before, so I'm going to guess that most people mm-hmm. haven't seen this either. So I don't have a lot of advice to go. Here's what happened because most other things have been uh, like the 08, 09, that, that, that felt like we stepped into that, that recession a little differently than this cliff that we just, uh, we, we drove up on right now. So, uh, I don't have a whole lot of historical, uh, uh, facts to fall mm-hmm. back upon. Um, but, uh, I mean, my, my, my biggest word of encouragement would be, hey, you've got to step in at like no time other than you've ever uh, seen before. And you've got to, you've got to figure out, you, you got to dive into the numbers, things that you maybe haven't cared about before. You have to you have to care about oh so much more deeply, and 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 you maybe have to swallow a little bit of pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't talk about it. Maybe you've got a, a rent situation where you, you go to your landlord, be the first one to go to the landlord to say, I want to be here five years from now, still paying you rent. That's what good. can I do now? Mm-hmm. Uh, go to your bank if you if you happen to have debt. I mean, you may have to swallow your yeah. pride, and, and not may. I, I'm pretty sure you will. But out of that, can you can something good come out of it in, yeah. in the long term? And then uh, all I would say is the biggest thing is it, it, get past this and remember all the things that you learned uh, as you're going through it. And whether it was we could have done this leaner, I could have saved this money here or there, or here was a revenue opportunity that I didn't jump on at some point in time because I didn't feel like I had time to. And you're doing it now because it's the most important thing. So uh, I, there, there are learnings to come out of this as well. Well, Mark, thank you so much, guys. I hope this has been encouraging to you. Just a reminder, as a business owner, you are a problem solver. And Mark has given you some tools on the accounting side and number side for sure to go solve those problems that we're all up against right now. And just remember that we believe you have what it takes and together we're going to get through this. Keep fighting, keep going, keep leading your team and let us know how we can help you guys And together we'll come out on the other side stronger and better as a result of this entire experience.